Thank you, Pastor Calhoun. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. You might want to take this. I don't want to knock it off the... Well, in 2013, we took our, the beginning of the year, we took uh, about our, my, about fifth trip overseas, and we went to India, and I was the pastor in Shawna, Wisconsin. I'd been there for 15 years. My son was fixing to get married, and I was looking forward to living in the beautiful city of Shawna, where I had my pontoon sitting on the, uh, on the, I forget what you call it, right out in the channel, off the dock, slip, and uh, it was our third boat to have because the kids were gone now, so we sold all the speed boats and everything. And Mama wanted a pontoon. And we were a little older, so, you know, we didn't need to go zipping up and down the lake anymore, pulling each other on jet skis or tubes. <laughs> so we wanted a fishing boat, so we got one. So uh, we were, uh, went to India for 10 days. I hated it. <clears throat> While we were in the back of the vehicle and our taxi was, our driver was driving us around, uh, I screamed out the window. I hope none of them understood English because I kept screaming out the window, where did you people get your driver's license from? It must have been out of the Cracker Jack box because there's no traffic laws and everybody drove like a cat, uh, uh, like a bat out of, Kansas City, Missouri. That's the way it was. And I never been in that before. We didn't need to have prayer meeting before church. We just got in the taxi and the driver, we had one driver that drove us everywhere. We rented them the whole 10 days. And uh, and all we had to do was get in the taxi with the driver and he took off. We was immediately in the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues and praying and everything was just wonderful, you know, as far as that went. We were trying to keep our eyes closed. And they always put me in the front seat because the guy I was with, you know, like Jeff Alberson, Brother Alberson told me, he says, well, he said, you're the biggest one, I think. And he said, if we ever get hit, then you'll absorb the hit and we won't be damaged back here. And I'm just like, thank you. That's, that's, a, that's appreciation. It was hot. It was stinky. The places we preached, no one had an air conditioner. Most of them were in people's little bitty houses that were nothing like I lived in. I never saw such poverty. My heart went out to the millions of kids on the streets that were begging for money and or, or whatever. Uh, I had already been to the Philippines before, so I saw a little bit of that. But India really opened up my eyes to a deeper appreciation for what I had. So if you want to bash the USA, go to India for 10 days. Or go to Cambodia, or go to Vietnam, or go to Myanmar, or uh, Nepal. How about that? Them are places we've all been. How about Bangladesh, where we lived for 15 months? Go there. Uh, nevertheless, uh, 
uh, we uh, came back to our church, and we were so happy to show them videos, everything that happened, and and that uh, the church sent us. And it was about three, four months later, the Lord began to deal with me, and I'm like, oh no, no, no way, this ain't happening. I, I'm I'm just not going to do it. So over a series of months with me wrestling with the Lord, and I knew I was going to lose. I just didn't want to touch me in the hip because uh, he might cripple me uh, or, or worse. But uh, I finally said yes to the Lord, and uh, I resigned a beautiful church. Uh, that was experience of great revival. We just built a gym and, uh, you know, owed $23,000 on it when I left. And uh, so... Me and my wife sold everything that we had, sold our house, every piece of furniture, everything, gave up all of our cars, sold our pontoon boat, everything. I got rid of my dog because he couldn't go with me. That hurt me pretty bad. 15 years I'd had that dog. And uh, uh, my wife rejoiced and I cried. <laughs> but... Uh, Anyway, and in the and we began to travel and raise money to go overseas. And uh, so by 2014 of December, we were in Bangladesh, a Muslim country, and there we lived for 15 months. And it was the hardest thing in my life, hardest time of my life. I wasn't expecting, you know, you go over for a missions trip, and that's one thing because you know you're coming home. But when you go and you know that you have nothing to come back for, I mean, other than my kids. And now I have two grandkids. Most beautiful children you'll ever see in your entire life. Baby. They are. If not, just ask me. I'll show them to you after church. They're in church right now and up the road. Amen. Um, and uh, my daughter's moved here now, and she's in church with them, and she visited y'all and loved it here, and we just told her, just go over there and be with your brother. This is why you came here. So finally, it got through the blondie. Uh, but anyway, not not any blonde. My daughter's blonde. So uh, we have been uh, in America now for two and a half years. In 2020, <clears throat> we were coming back to America, and I felt led to come a little bit early and I did, and I got here, and COVID happened. So every missionary that was on deputation, of which I was going to start, uh, because I'm now fully uh, appointed missionary to India, I'm, I'm sorry, to uh, Japan slash Asia, which the first country is where we live. And the second region is where we travel. We are like a missionary evangelist. We get to travel all over Asia and, and also uh, work in the country where we stay. Uh, and so uh, we met the board. Finally, we met the board about in July or August or something like that because every missionary was backed up on their schedule because the church is closed. We couldn't travel and uh, because they couldn't travel and we couldn't get a schedule. So finally, in January of 2021, we started our deputation schedule. And it's been real fun. We still have no house. Right now, I'm living in Watertown. I'm staying in Watertown. I've been there a few weeks. Before I stayed with my daughter until she got tired of me. 
And we have traveled, this is what missionaries do when they come to America. We have traveled in 29 states and lived in motels for the last, since 2021 of January. We still don't have a house here. All I own is a truck, and I think the bank owns that. I'm getting it where I own a little bit more of it now, than, but still, you know, and that's all that we own. And so <clears throat> we don't uh, uh, think that, you know, oh, we're just sacrificing so much. Amen. The sacrifice is never greater than the sacrifice that our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, gave on Calvary. So don't feel sorry for us. Amen. Don't feel bad. Say, so you poor thing. Amen. We'll shed our tears in a few uh, weeks. Uh, uh, Monday will be one week since our uh, visa and stuff has been gone in. COVID has wrecked Asia, and uh, we're just now getting back. We've finished with deputation. Uh, we thank LifeSpring. Amen. This church, they've been, been partnering with us uh, consistently monthly. Uh, uh, for around three years, I believe, uh, and uh, or more, and always let me come, usually in the past, uh, and, and that's okay. It's no problem uh, uh, to allow us come and, and to be with you guys, and you are a greater blessing to us than we are to you. Everybody, is, it's wonderful to see all the great things that God is doing here. Amen. So uh, you probably... Won't hear a lot when I begin my message today. I'll probably be talking about America, about the revival and things we've seen in America, because you'll probably, like it's already been said, some go by going, some go by giving. You're privileged in your way uh, to stay here because there's a mission field right here in, the, in this town where you live, your neighbor. There's plenty to do. I've had people come up to me after they saw the, after the service and they would say, oh, I want to go with you. I want to go. What do I need to do? And I really want to ask them, well, first of all, uh, you need to, of course, you need to go talk to your pastor. That's what I tell them. But they come up crying, moved by emotions. So I, I want to ask them, uh, have you invited anybody to your home church ever? Have you ever taught a home Bible study? Have you ever tried to win a soul for the Lord? I don't say that. Because uh, that's the beginning stages of anyone being used of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and being a mission field. So I understand about the mission field here. I've spent most of my life here. At the end of this month, I will turn 60, and I'm going back at 60 years old. And my wife's a lot younger. <clears throat> She's a lot better looking, too. So... Uh, and so I'm spending as much time as <laughs> I spend as much time with my with my grandkids, and I just go to my kids' house because that's where they are. But anyway, it's good to see them. But spend as much time, Amen. We're going to show a video uh, about the mission field, and uh, in a collage of pictures, you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see many countries represented here. You're not going to know which ones they are because some of them, I cannot tell you the names of the country that we go to because they have ways of finding out, and now everything's on live stream and on video. And so we have to be very careful talking about the places uh, 
but we uh, have enough stories that about countries that we can tell you about. Amen. And uh, we do thank you for giving all of those. Uh, Mother's Memorial that she talked about uh, buys my wife when we get to Okinawa. Uh, we've always rented there, and we'll rent again, but we gave up our place, so... Uh, we rented Airbnb, but this time we will live there for four years. We have a four-year term, and uh, my wife will need a refrigerator, microwave, all the things that you have in your kitchen, ladies, and Mother's Memorial will pay for that for her to have all the appliances in her apartment. Also, for the very first time, it's so weird for me to say this, I was raised in uh, the United Pentecostal Church. If you don't know what that is, don't matter. It don't matter. But I was raised in this, and and so all my life uh, I, I gave to what we used to call She's for Christ. Now it's move the mission. I remember doing the She's for Christ walkathons, and when we were a kid, we walked twenty miles. It like to killed us, and then we walked twelve kilometers, and and we did rockathons and and everythons and ate cupcakes and how many hot dogs you could eat. I'll give you ten. $10 if you eat 10 hot dogs. We ate it for Jesus for Christ and for Move the Mission. And, 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 uh, and we just gave and gave. And as a pastor, we raised, we sold brat fries in Shawano. And uh, we loved it. And, uh, and, and uh, bratwurst and, and all of those things and hamburgers. And we had cookouts at the grocery store. And uh, people worked hard. Now, when we get back to Japan, uh, we have a car there. Uh, that we've never saw before, but we have allotted, allotted some finances they've given to us to buy a vehicle so we can have our first move the mission vehicle. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And uh, it was a few months ago as I was traveling down the road that I got a call and uh, I, I knew it was from St. Louis. It looked like our director's phone number like Brother Bruce Howe, who was the global mission director of the organization we're with. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what did I do? And so I answered, I pushed the button, and he said, hello, Brother Harrison. I said, hello, Brother Howe. And he said, do you wonder why I'm calling you? And I said, well, I said, well, I, I'm just, I, 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 well, you, I just, uh, I just think you want to talk to me and uh, you want to bless me by me hearing your voice. And he said, Brother Harris, quit lying. I'm like, oh, and I was just joking. And he said, you really know why I'm calling you? I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, Brother Harris, I'm sitting here in the boardroom. And he said, we have numerous, and he named them off. They're all here. Uh, and he said, we're calling you to congratulate you because your deputation is over. He said, the funds that came in at General Conference for I Am Global is going to send you back to Japan. You don't need to be on, dep on, uh, on traveling anymore, deputizing. Your schedule is over. And uh, so let's get you back to Japan because there are souls that need to be won. So thank you. You might not know what that is, but... Uh, uh, you're giving to missions at I Am Global that your pastor probably sent in some through the district uh, is it matters, and it blessed me. And so we're very excited about that. Amen. So I'm taking a little bit of time, probably too much, uh, but in the collage of pictures, uh, in one of them, you'll notice I was teaching uh, Bible college, and I was teaching on the book of Acts, and uh, 
I can't tell you what country it's in. I'll tell you, but I'd have to kill you. So I don't want to tell you. Uh, but uh, uh, as I was got to Acts chapter 10, and I was uh, teaching about a Cornelius' house where uh, the Holy Ghost fell uh, on all them which heard the word. And they, uh, Cornelius was a devout man and religious, but he never had the Holy Ghost in his household. And so uh, as the, I was teaching about the Holy Spirit falling upon them, and they all knew they had the Holy Ghost because they heard him speak with tongue. That's how you know you have the Holy Ghost, amen, according to the Bible. Amen, is that you spoke with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. It is so wonderful that if there's anyone here that doesn't have that wonderful gift, that this morning, this afternoon, they're going to receive the Holy Spirit, amen, at any time from here, from now, until the end of service. And so the boys in the classroom begin to shake, and, and uh, I said, well, God's moved in here. And so I said it a couple more times, and when I did, the Holy Spirit fell on every one of, the, of those kids. I've never saw it before. Before, I spoke the word of faith, and the Holy Ghost just fell on people, and I prayed for them and laid my hands. But never before have I just preached out of the book of Acts, and the Holy Spirit fell. All the boys were filled with the Holy Ghost, the students that did not have the Holy Ghost. And you're going to see God move upon them. Amen. You're going to see uh, some pictures in Japan, Cambodia when we were there. Uh, we traveled in Cambodia, and uh, in four days, uh, 50 uh, people were baptized, and 45 received the Holy Ghost in four days in Cambodia. And God is really moving across the land. Even now while we're here, I'm still reading reports about places I've been, like the country of Bangladesh, and uh, I lived there for 15 months. And I moved to another country, and we lived there for many years, in and out. Uh, and then we finally, because of the one country, um, it went high upon uh, persecution, and we were threatened of five years in the prison if we even attended one of their services because of things that are happening in the government. They pulled all the missionaries out, uh, and uh, we went over into Japan. We were very brokenhearted, but God began to deal with us about other countries. Amen. So uh, you'll see some of that and, uh, and all the great things that God is doing. I'm looking in Bangladesh, and in Bangladesh, we, we started Sunday school. The Wisconsin District gave us $300 to put on a, a, a fair, Sunday school fair, the first one ever at the headquarters church. The first service was that weekend after we had giveaways and prizes, and, and uh, they had 300 uh, good Muslim kids that came to that Saturday Sunday service. It, it would be their Sunday school. But because their churches don't have classrooms and all the places to put kids, and they usually play outside during service, uh, they have a Saturday night Sunday school, what we would call Sunday school, but it's Saturday night school. And uh, so uh, they began to do that in the nation. And now I'm getting reports this week as uh, they're still moving forward in Sunday school. 48 kids received the Holy Ghost two days ago. 18 got them in another village. And the Sunday school ministry continues to go on in other countries. And uh, in India, while we, we, we were there, we had a youth camp. And some of your people probably here funded uh, by uh, some people from Wisconsin uh, 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 200 Hindu kids received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So his truth is marching on through Sunday school ministries. And uh, thank you. 
for all your giving to missions. And we just want to share with you this video right now. And then we'll be coming right back up just to share with you the word of the Lord. Thank you so much for letting us pray. Discipled, equipped, empowered, serving, and saturated with the apostolic doctrine. To fulfill this mission, we have been involved in youth and children's camps, preaching points in Japan, leadership and ministers' conferences, children's ministry, home Bible studies, outreach and evangelism seminars, and teaching in Bible colleges. But what does it mean to see Asia saved? We were in Japan during the Christmas season in 2019, and we were able to tell the simple Christmas story to a 58-year-old neighbor named Akemi. Throughout her whole life, she had never heard the gospel and about the love of Jesus. The following Sunday, 
She attended church and was filled with the Holy Ghost. That afternoon, she was taught a Bible study and baptized in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. To us, this is what it means to see Asia saved. Japan is the second largest unreached people group in the whole world. 98% have not heard the gospel. You hear the beautiful sounds of praise and worship in Asia, but we hear the voices of children, youth, and adults crying, Who will help me? For all the thousands who have heard and received the gospel, there are still millions crying out, Who will preach the gospel to me? Who will give me hope? The Mark Harris family says, We will go. We will reach we will share and we will serve the precious people of Asia, but we need your help. The most important thing you can do to help is to pray for the region of Asia and the Mark Harris family. You can also become a monthly supporter through Partners in Missions through the Global Missions website. Finally, you can help us with a one-time offering for our special projects by texting M. Harris to 71777. We thank you for your giving, but most importantly, we thank you for your prayers. Japan has around 24 American military bases. In Okinawa, where we will live, they have 14. So we get tremendous opportunity to travel with uh, Brother Fonzel Marsh, who took Brother uh, Rufus Parker's place in Okinawa. He's one of our presbyters here in the Wisconsin district. And... Uh, and we travel to places like Osan Air Force Base in South Korea and preaching the gospel to our military personnel, seeing God move upon them. Amen. We're so excited. We just found out at a district conference that uh, one of the young ladies that uh, came, uh, an army lady that came to one of the churches there in Okinawa, uh, her, um, she told me that her uh, boyfriend was... Pentecostal, that he had had background of Pentecost, and uh, he was soon to arrive in Okinawa, but she got there before him. So for weeks on end, I taught uh, this young lady a Bible study along with about 12 uh, military, American military uh, persons, and uh, uh, then, of course, we came back, and I hated to leave the Bible study, but we taught it for quite some time. Uh, she received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name while we were there. And then uh, Brother Grant from Madison, Wisconsin, told me that uh, her and her boyfriend married and they got out of the service and now they came home to Madison and now they're sitting in his church all the way from Okinawa. Amen. Filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. Her boyfriend prayed back through to the Holy Ghost. She had no idea 
Amen. And still does it, all the great things that God has in store for her. Neither do we because it just keeps getting, getting better and better and, and gooder and gooder. I know that's not good theology or good, uh, good grammar, but it's sure good theology. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews 4 and 12. I'm so excited about the Word of God today. Amen. And, and, and I'm, I know that uh, as powerful as the name of Jesus is, the Bible declares that he has exalted his name above, his word above his name. Amen. In this word is life. In this word is everything that we need. This Bible, I hope that you're reading your Bible through this year. Amen. And uh, reading every day the word of God. It, it never hurts. And Hebrews 4 and 12 talks about this. And for the word of God is quick and powerful. And why don't we read it together? And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Right now, right now, God knows exactly what you're thinking about while you're sitting where you are. He knows what I'm thinking. Amen. 4 and 13 said, Neither is any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with him with whom we have to do. Amen. God is still in charge of everything. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to know that he is still, he has not regulated or regulated his authority to anyone. Amen. He's not regulated to the president of the United States, uh, whoever that may be, uh, or, uh, or any of those things, uh, who the people are there, whoever they may be. Uh, amen. But God is still in control of the affairs of man. Hallelujah. You say, well, he sure made a mess of things if he's in control. No, he's not made the mess of things, but we've made the mess of things. But even all in all, amen, God is still in control. I want to put myself, amen, with the one, be with the one, amen, who has all things under his control, amen. He is Lord of all, King of kings, amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 55 and 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. Isn't that great? You're not a, you might think you know everything, but whoever, they don't know nothing. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but that it would that, that but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Amen. I'm glad to be a part of the church that has promises. Amen. I want you to know that this thing is not going down. This thing is going up. Man, maybe you're looking for the Antichrist, but I am looking for Jesus Christ. Amen. I know things are not what they were a year or two or three ago or 40 or 50 years. Amen. And some of that we can say thank the Lord for. But understand this, that where sin did abound, grace does 
is always much more about. And no matter what happens, there's still a church. Amen. No matter what's going down, amen, God is still the author and the finisher of our faith. Our times are in his hands. And we as a people are going to see the results of the word of God rapidly. Amen. Quicker. Amen. As time is growing dear to the end. I want you to know it's a great day to be in the house of the Lord. It's a great day to be a part of the kingdom of God. If you're not in the church, if you have never repented of your sins and been baptized into the name of Jesus Christ, amen, by immersion, amen, going down in his name, if you've not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, well, honey, today is your day to get in. Amen. Come on, somebody. Let's go. We're living in times of victory. We're not defeated. The church will never be defeated. The church we're a part of is a victorious people. Amen. Hallelujah. We are people of victory, not of defeat. Amen. That old song says, though Satan rages, we will not be defeated because we have the power in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, well, if I was Sister Joe Strand, and I'm not, if I was talented like her, I'd go play the keyboard for a while. <laughs> now my wife come home, and we talked a long time, or she did, about the meeting. And let me tell you, the Joe Strands, Brother Joe Strands, mother and father are from Arkansas. And uh, we preach many times in the church where they are. And we preached when Brother and Sister Joe Strand were in Arkansas. So I know fully well. I remember one night, amen, when the people were coming to pray for the Holy Ghost. She came off of the keyboard or piano, whatever she was on, and she flat-footed this guy. She got down the floor right next to him and pounded on him. I thought she kind of laid over on him. She, she was doing what I would do to another man, you know. I was... And I was just like, wow, I never seen a woman get down on the floor right next to the man um, and, and lay hands on him uh, on her knees and hands, come on, get the Holy Ghost and pray, shake it. I'm like, wow, that's one crazy woman. <laughs> Amen. She's a brilliant lady. Powerful, powerful used of God. Because she's in the word. She's in the book. We're not going to lose if we're in the book. What the book says, it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. It shall come to pass. This church right here. Amen. Life spring. Amen. Has been uh, afforded many blessings. Uh, and it's also had many great words of prophecy placed upon it. Uh, amen. I'm sure that people have come through and gave a word from the Lord uh, for this church. Or, amen. That, But more than that, uh, your pastor stood up here and the ministry and they preached the word of God about what he's going to do. Uh, amen. In this church. Uh, what he is accomplishing. And we are seeing some of it. Uh, but if you think that God has done with life spring, then you got another thing coming. If you think and believe that when these uh, pew chairs are full, it's over, amen, it ain't over, it's just begin. Let's go!
Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You got plenty of room over there. Praise the name of the Lord. And God is moving across the land because his word says, It shall come to pass in the last days, saith the Lord. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, upon every tribe, upon every tongue, upon every kindred, all over the world. Honey, there's a revival in this land, and it's not coming it is here right now amen now this year be 39 years i've been married to one lady that beautiful lady right over there about 22 years of our married life we have traveled full-time around the world I've seen a lot of things. But what I have seen God doing since we started deputation has just been so phenomenal. Amen. I see many things overseas. Oh, yes. Uh, I remember in 2015 when AYC, that's Apostolic Youth Corps, they came to India and uh, 60 or 70 kids came, and, and uh, uh, it was a great time. And, and we lined 12 blind people up and put them in little chairs. And those kids gathered around those people with blinded eyes. And, and uh, after I preached about miracles, signs, and wonders, uh, and they, they laid hands on them. Young people from America, amen. Some of them were from Wisconsin. They laid hands uh, on those people, and 12 of the 12 received the blind, the blind eyes were open. 12 out of 12. That's pretty good odds. But that's what the Bible says. We sang about this morning because the kingdom has come. Amen. The kingdom is here. Everything changes. It's not like it was yesterday. It's not like it was yesterday. Oh, I know the kingdom is here. But as I say, God is accelerating things. Amen. Because his coming is so near. Amen. And he's going to pour out his spirit. And along with it is Everything that has to do with it, not just people getting the Holy Ghost, but signs, wonders, and miracles. And we are part of that. And so that's very common over there. In one meeting I preached, there were 10,000 people there. And the pastor said to me, brother, now this is after... In seven days, I had preached 12 times. And every day, Monday through Friday of that week, I was teaching Bible college all day long and then preached at night. And I'm not complaining. Amen. It's, it, there was no air conditioning. And uh, you almost want to, after you get dressed, you know, you just wear casual clothes. You, you want to, before you leave and get in the, the taxi, you don't need to pray. Amen, you're going to pray on the way. Just say that. Amen, nothing. You, you, you just feel like, I told the wife, I'm just going to get in the shower with all my clothes on, and I'm already, I'll already be soaked because I don't mind getting soaked so much. I just hate the process. It starts here. Ugh. And then it moves over there. And it's like, it gets all greasy. And then it goes over here. And then, yeah, it goes other places. You know, it just moves. And then until finally, I'm just like, I want it all at once. Well, I never did. 
He said to me, brother, you have to pray for everyone. I said, oh, brother, you have 50 ministers here. Please let them come and pray. I couldn't say please because uh, I'm dying. I couldn't say please because I'm tired because there's no such thing. And uh, he said, oh, brother, they must be touched by you because you are the American missionary. Big deal. But uh, as long as they keep believing that, that's okay. Just, oh. And so I knew I couldn't talk him out of it. And so he had five-gallon buckets on each side. They put me, they had a, a barrier set up. I was in this barrier, and they had five people coming in there, and the people were pushing against the barrier. They almost knocked it down. That's the reason they put me in there so I wouldn't get trampled. Because when you start praying for people over there, they don't sit in the pew. Well, there ain't no pew to sit in. They're sitting on the ground, cross-legged. There ain't no chairs, and, and they don't sit around while you're begging people to come to the altar. There ain't no altar. There ain't no pulpit. There ain't no podium. They're running up there as fast as they can because they want you to pray. And when you leave them, you have to, uh, the pastor has to come and get you. They bring the car up by the door or the back door, and you and your wife uh, and a couple preachers that make uh, a way for you, uh, amen, and all they can do is set me up front and I can make a way, but, you know, I want to be nice. I'm the missionary. They can knock each other down, but not me. Uh, they, they, uh, they, we have to say, okay, let's go, and run through the crowd and get in the taxi, and people are chasing us to get prayed for one more time. Not like in America. Don't pray for me. I'm not that type. Over there, Buddhist, Hindus, Muslim, Shintoism, worship of the dead, none of that. They don't care anything about that. They've tried all that stuff, and none of that has found them peace. Amen? None of it. And we have the Prince of Peace. So they had two five-gallon buckets, buckets, one on each side of me, filled in with olive oil. They had it all staged, just like they knew I was going to say yes. And they come in there, and five or six at a time, and I, all I had time to do was dip my whole hand, both sides. I would dip them in that oil. I would take them out, and they would go, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. And then they would go, and then they would bring them more. I would go, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Well, when I got done, it was about three hours later, and I was drenched in oil all over me, and I was sweaty, but I was one happy camper. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I knew as soon as we shot out through there, they were taking me right to the airport, and I was getting on the plane and flying back to Kolkata to my apartment where I stood. I laid there three days and didn't get out of the bed hardly. I couldn't move. But God did great things. But that's there. But in America, what did God do? West Texas, God got out of a wheelchair. He wasn't faking. A man in Arkansas come up. It was a second service to be there. He had had a stroke. And he was walking. And he finally got to be able to come for eight months. He couldn't come to church. First time he came, he'd been in a Bible study. And he got baptized. And then he went home and had a stroke. Young man. And it was eight or nine months later, his second time, and I just happened to be there. It didn't have anything to do with me. I'm just telling you, that was the second time he, was, uh, he got to come when, it, when that night, that Wednesday night, I was there. He come up here. I had him repent. He never opened his mouth. And then I said, lift up your hands. I'm going to pray for you to receive the Holy Ghost. He lifted up his hands. I said, speak. And he goes, I, 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 I. Stroke. 
couldn't speak nothing. I thought, well, maybe he's a deaf mute. That ain't no problem for God. I've seen them get the Holy Ghost too. They speak with other tongues. Amen. It's a supernatural gift. It ain't something that's natural. God made us, and he, if he chooses not to fix you in that way, his choice is always to fix you in the Holy Ghost realm. Amen. I come back and begin to pray with this guy again. The pastor come over. He lifted up his hand, and all of a sudden, amen, he began to speak normally in another language that he never heard before. Amen, fluent tongues. And then he moved around in his little walker. Amen. And then he moved like this. He made sure. And then he stepped out and folded his walker and let it aside. Amen. God instantly restored him that night. Amen. I saw it happen in the state of Arkansas. Amen. Hallelujah. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't set up by a bunch of, a bunch of fakers. Amen. It's real. A couple weeks ago, we were in Kentucky just preaching for friends. That's all we're doing now. We had an old-fashioned revival. I mean, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We went on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's what they used to do years ago. That's why I called it old-fashioned. Revival's not old-fashioned, but that part was old-fashioned. You imagine a boy telling his grandma after they counted 49 warts on his body. And he tells the grandma the next morning, he said, Grandma, count the warts on my body, and there's not one wart on his body. Because when he got prayer for warts, amen, that eight, nine-year-old boy got instantly healed, amen, of every wart. I don't know what happened to him. I didn't go to tell him to go try to find him, amen. But every wart was off of his body, amen. And man, miracles happened. Just uh, a week ago in Missouri, uh, uh, in, in Minnesota, amen, God moved moved mightily and healed hips and backs were healed. I mean, it's happening everywhere. Amen. If you come today, know that God's word is true. It shall come to pass. Amen. That by his stripes ye are healed. Ye were healed. Miracle signs and wonders are happening on a regular basis. Remember, it's accelerating. Amen. We are living in the last days. I couldn't believe it. You can be seated. Last Sunday morning, I preached... In Wapaka, no, yes, for the Yabergs. He says, been so long, we hadn't seen anybody get the Holy Ghost, but we keep preaching, we keep believing. Well, that Sunday morning last week, three people got the Holy Ghost in Wapaka and a little home mission church. We moved there to Stevens Point, and he gave me the address, and, and I was on this road, and I said, honey, this is not the right address. I remember going to Brother Walter's church at Stevens Point some years ago, and this is not the address. And, and so he pulled over and keyed it in again, and we went back, and there was a big old huge building. I'm like, what in the world? Brother Putnam preached Sunday morning, and he stayed over so he could see me, the super, former superintendent. So he talked to me for a while. And so I went in, and I'm like, wow, what happened? He said, revival's happening. Amen. We got a bigger building. We couldn't fit everybody in the other one. And so Sunday night, when we were there three or four or five years ago, they had won this little boy. They went to this trailer court, and they won this 8, 9, 10, what was it, maybe 14, 15. Now I'm getting about right, speaking evangelistically. This guy came, 
<clears throat> and at the end of the service, he, he would come up in the pulpit after it was over. And, and uh, this is some years ago when I was there, last time I was there. And he'd preach a while. And, and everybody just kind of look at him. And they'd go on. He wasn't hurting anything. I thought it was kind of odd. But Brother Walters just left him alone. Well, now this kid's there. And he's about 19, 20 years old. When I was there last time, his mother got the Holy Ghost. And his mother came to church. Just think. She just didn't get the Holy Ghost. She stayed living for God for all these years. You know what happened? That night, her family and his family started walking in. Seven people received the Holy Ghost on Sunday night. Amen. He said, Brother Harris, I think we need to go tomorrow night. And so we went Monday night. Five more people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He ended up baptizing six people in the name of Jesus Christ, mostly from that family. Y'all just had a couple weeks ago, amen, 11 people baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple Thursday nights ago, amen, had a number get the Holy Ghost. I tell you, this is our day. Amen. It shall come to pass in the last day. Amen. God's spirit is poured out. Amen. Don't give up now. Amen. Don't go back now. Get in now. Come on, somebody. It's time to get in with everything you got. Give. Be committed. Be faithful. Amen. Because it's about to wrap up. Amen. A boy there, a young man was healed of cancer. Oh, I can't go to all of them. But you see, Numbers 23, 19 said, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Now in Noah's day, it was so wicked, God repented that he made man. He was sorry. It means that he never repented. He knew exactly. But I never hear him saying, I'm sorry and changing to fix something that he allowed to happen. Amen. He's not going to repent. He's not sorry he made you. You might be mad at God for all the things that's going on in our world. And you think God allowed it. You're not going to change God because he knows exactly what he's doing. We don't understand. That's why our hope has got to be in him, not in politics, not in who's pulling the strings, whoever that is. And that could be honestly said, none of us know. Come on, somebody. You can agree with that. Amen. The mayor's not pulling the strings. Amen. God is still pulling, amen, the strings, amen. I've already said it. I'll say it again. He's in charge, amen. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken it, and he shall not make it good? He will bring it to pass. Amen. No, I can stand up here and spit a while longer, scream and holler. But I think you understand. Went up to this lady down south. She said, I'm already filled with the Holy Spirit. She said, so 
if you want to talk to me about getting the Holy Spirit, I go to another church and, and I'm spirit-filled. I said, that's great. I said, but have you ever received the evidence of the Holy Spirit? She said, what do you mean? I said, have you ever spoken in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave you the words or the speech? She said, nope. And I said, well, why not? We don't doubt anybody's experience or relationship with God. We're just asking you, if God said there's more, and there's always more for every one of us. We're never at the place, uh, no matter how long we've been, quote, Pentecostal or, or Baptist or Methodist or Lutheran, whatever we are, whatever we were, what difference does that make to God? I'll tell you, I joined the Y and started, now I couldn't find a racquetball player, so I play pickleball when I'm in. And first time I got there, and they, stood, they, then they asked me about all week. I played three times in the week. And they actually said, oh, what's your name again? What are you doing here? And they say, uh, I said, I'm, well, where do you live? <laughs> oh, Lord. And then you tell them, Okinawa, Japan. Really? Wow. What are you doing here? Everybody wants to know. That's okay. I'm a missionary. And here's the next question I had to answer. Almost because I don't tape record it. I can just play it back. What's your faith? What's your denomination? I'm so glad overseas nobody cares about denomination. But in America, we got it stuck in our crawl that I am such as a, even Pentecostals. I belong here and I go, well, God don't care nothing about none of that man-made stuff. Now, I'm an ordained minister and I am in, I'm an employee of the United Pentecostal Church International. Global Mission Division, I'm an employee. But none of that is going to save me when I meet the Lord. He's not going to say, oh, you're with the United Pentecostal Church. Come right in. Neither is he going to say about any other Main Street denomination. He don't care about it, and neither should you. What I want to know is are you washed in the blood? What I want to know, have you obeyed the Bible, the biblical plan of salvation? Amen, of repentance, water baptism. You say, well, I've been, I don't care what you've been. Amen. I'm, I, please forgive me. I don't mean to be rude. But God don't care what you've been, how long you've been a member of this church, that church, or, or who, who your mom and dad, where they went, your grandma and grandpa. That matters not. What about you? Have you received the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues? And if not, then why not? Amen. Now I'm going to pray for people to be healed. But the greatest gift you'll receive is not healing for your body. But the greatest gift you'll receive is being baptized in Jesus, in, in the Holy Ghost, and baptized by water into the name of Jesus Christ. That's the greatest thing you'll ever get. Amen. The greatest gift. Nothing compares to it. We're not saved, and I'm sure that your pastor and his wife, I've been knowing them a long time. I knew Sister Calhoun when she was, you know, before she was Calhoun. Amen. I mean, she was a little girl at Beloit. I know her family. I, I know. 
Her mother and dad are great people. All three of the girls, that the, the sisters are in ministry. Great family. Oh, I just love them so much in Christ. Every one of them. Y'all are so blessed. Hallelujah. Now what beautiful kids they have. They're, ra they're raising, amen, with all the generational blessings that's come. Amen. And Brother Calhoun side, amen. Isn't that great? Hey, it's something about taking your church, your kids to an apostolic church. I didn't say Pentecostal. I said apostolic. That's believing what the apostles believe. Every, they believe the whole New Testament's about apostolic. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a great, great thing. Thank you for doing that. Amen. You know, it's really amazing. I'm in Texas in January and, no, it's in March, just a few months ago. Yeah. I tell you, this guy comes up. I didn't know it. He's 72 years old. He had been seeking for the Holy Spirit since he was seven years old, 65 years. I had no idea. I told him, I said, have you repented of your sins? He said, yeah, I didn't know, but he brought his family to the church ever since he was a young man. He married in the church. His kids were on the pulpit. His grandkids were all there, and he did everything right. All his life, he paid his tithes, gave offering. If they called a work day, he was there. If they needed a grass cut, Aren't you glad you don't have to cut your grass? Amen. He cut the yard. Amen. If snow plowing was needed, it'll never be in Texas. He would be plowing. Whatever if you asked him to do, he was there, but had just never received the Holy Spirit. In fact, the pastor said he had even quit praying for it for a long time because he was so discouraged, but he still came. But I got him to come. He was the only one on Wednesday night who walked up, and I, and I had no idea that was his story. I said, Brother, I tell you what. How much God wants to give you the Holy Ghost? I said, I'm going to have your pastor and assistant to lay hands on you. I just want everybody to stretch forth your hand from where you're sitting and believe that God's going to fill that brother with the Holy Ghost, this brother. And I said, I don't want you to say one word in English. I said, but as they laid their hand upon your head, they're going to say, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And because you have repented and because you believe that you are going to receive the Holy Ghost, the first words out of your mouth are going to be in another language. I said, are you ready for that to happen? He said, yes, sir, I'm ready. Again, I didn't know his story. I'm just dropping in on a Wednesday night. It was I filled my schedule, that's all. He had his hands lifted up. See, it ain't about me having to do it. It's about training people. I'm too old now. That don't mean I, that I'm too old to do it. But I want to leave what little bit I know, and I want to invest it in somebody else. Amen? I'm sure they never done that before. I would say since 2021 up to this day, we have had in services we've been in like 370 people received the Holy Ghost that I've been in. But not every one of them did I lay hands on. I had young preachers do it and young people. Amen. Because they're the ones that's going to be there when I'm going on down the road and then later in another country. And that's what's important to me right now at my age. 
The pastor and the assistant pastor laid their hands on him, and I said, tell him, receive the Holy Ghost. And they said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. He opened up his mouth. All those years, 65 of them. What happened? It wasn't because of me. It was because he believed. He had faith and he was activated. And when he opened up his mouth, the first words out of his mouth was in another language, fluently in another tongue he never heard before. That place went crazy. Amen. Now my, amen, hallelujah. And his wife and family and his son laid in the floor and cried. He couldn't even come watch his dad. He was laid out. It was great, but it's something that just happens everywhere. You don't have to pray for 65 years for the Holy Ghost. You don't have 65 years probably to pray for the Holy Ghost. If you do, God bless you. Amen. And so I'd like to see your hands. If anyone is here that does not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, lift up your hand. Maybe everybody here has the Holy Spirit. I got two people that don't, three people that does not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost that's here that raised their hand. Amen? That means that at least three people are going to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen? Right now, I lose the gift of faith in this house. Amen? For miracles, signs, and wonders, amen, that have already been flowing and that have been repeatedly, amen, hallelujah. If you have a need of healing in your body, I want you to stand right now. Amen. Right now, by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, I speak healing to you. Amen. Be healed in your with the pain right now. Right now. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, you're feeling it come upon you. Healing is happening right now. By his the Lord's stripes. Amen. You are healed right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anybody, pain just left your body. Lift up your hand. The pain just left your body. Amen. Put your hand on your body part that's in pain or the hurting and pray in the name of Jesus right now. God, forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry, Jesus. And I'm thanking you for healing me right now in Jesus' name. I want these three to come up and pray. You three that need the Holy Ghost, repent of your sins. Ask Jesus to forgive you. God, forgive me of my sins. Worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Moving in our midst. I worship you. There's going to be reports of pain gone. Come on, it's not going away tomorrow. It's going away right now. Speak to it. In the name of Jesus, be healed. If you need the Holy Ghost, lift up your hands right now. Repent of your sins. God, I'm sorry for my sins. Forgive me of all of my sins, Jesus. Hallelujah. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are You. you are here. 
worship you. I worship you. You are here. Tiny lights around. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You're working me. Who else wants the Holy Ghost? I don't want to come back and force anybody, but if you want me to pray for you. Yeah. 
Stop working. You never stop.